All right, Schmodown fans, this is Josh and Merck Rayner here with a special uh, edition of Talking Schmodown. I am here with one of my favorite competitors in the Schmodown, none other than Janine the Machine. Janine, thank you so much for taking the time to uh, talk with me today. Hi, thanks so much for having me. All right, so I know that you started out as a fan of the Schmodown. So my first question was, what was your introduction to the game? What, uh, what kind of drew you into the Schmodown? Well, I think I had seen an episode here and there because I'm a huge fan of just movie trivia in general, but I never really got into it. Um, it wasn't until I saw Dan because I was a huge Screen Junkies fan, so I knew Dan really well from Screen Junkies. And when I saw that he was getting involved in the Schmodown, that's kind of when I followed him over there. Um, I had loved all the build up to his match with Campia, like the shit talk and everything was like, it felt kind of real. And I was like, what is going on here? Um, and yeah, then when I saw that first match with Dan and Campia, uh, it was like trivia and all the character stuff um, and the build up to it. That just got me really into it. Now, did you ever think that, you know, this would be something that you would be able to participate in? Uh, not really. I mean, I always played along and I always thought, oh, I, I, I could be pretty good at this. But I always found myself to be more of a kind of introverted person and um, not really talk well in front of crowds and all that kind of stuff. So I never really saw myself doing it at first. Um, but once I kind of started talking to competitors and getting to know them and um, I kind of, I wanted to do it, but I didn't know if I could. And how did you get involved in the Schmodown? Um, so I had been doing a lot of fan art for Screen Junkies. And then once I started becoming a fan of the Schmodown, I started doing fan art for them. Uh, you know, some of my favorite teams were the Misfits and uh, Top 10 and uh, Team Trek. And so I started kind of just doing fun little fan art designs for them and posting them in the Facebook group. And Christian saw them and then he contacted me, told me he wanted to use some of them in their tea shop. And uh, so that was really a big deal for me. Uh, and then it wasn't really until I met uh, most of them at uh, L.A. Comic Con a couple years ago. And I kind of said hi, and some of them knew who I were, but like Roca, Christian, they didn't know who I was. And I took pictures, and then I posted them on my Twitter, like, hey, um, I can't believe I went from making fan art of these people to actually meeting them. This was so cool. And then I kind of got scolded by Roca and Christian, like, that was you? How come you didn't say that was you? Like, I loved your designs. Like, you didn't say anything. I'm like, oh, I was just shy, and I didn't want to bother you. And like, you know, I was super shy to like say who I was. So then after that, um, I started kind of doing uh, reaction videos for one of the... Uh, reaction groups so I would play along with round one um, sometimes I would do like fun little character stuff on the reactions uh, and then Christian had said he wanted to invite a couple reactors to come to spectacular and I was like oh I'm not a real reactor you know I just play along with round one recorded on my phone I don't really do any kind of fancy videos or anything like that so I didn't think I would get an invite but then like minutes later, he messaged me and asked me if I wanted to come to Spectacular. Nice. Yeah. So that was the Spectacular where a uh, guy tackled um, Roca. So that was like crazy. So I got that's to a, meet that's a heck of an event to be able to get to go to. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was great. I got to hang out with late to the party. I was kind of sitting in a little corner with them. I had my whiteboard. Me and my friend uh, Raul were playing along. Uh, it was really fun. And then I think a a couple weeks before Christmas, Christian messaged me and said, hey, would you ever want to compete in the Schmodown? And I'm like, 
what is happening right now? So yeah, he asked me if I wanted to compete, if I th- thought I could be a heel who I'd want to work with, and that's kind of how it all started, just from my art. Wow. And then, you know, you fast forward to today, and you're like, you're a, a force <laughs> in this league. And you. you mean, you just recently, you, we had the, the week of, uh, of Janine, you know, we had, <laughs> you, you were on Inside Schmodown, you had your tag match with Patty Gutu, you had your match against Mike, and just before that, you were, you know, you killed it in, in the collision, so, you know, how how's this kind of like whirlwind been for you, uh, you know, coming in as as a fan initially and and kind of rising up like to this? So how's it been for you uh, since all that? I mean, it's crazy. I mean, a lot of people who have started like who have been in it as long as me, um, or even less time than me, have done some amazing things already, and I'm kind of just barely kind of getting into it. Um, so it's super exciting. Um, I'm not trying to like let that pressure me, but it's hard to see like people who have just come in this year already like in contention for belt and stuff like that. But I'm really happy with my uh, growth and that I'm doing better and that I'm getting some eyes on me. And I've had a lot of like really great competitors compliment how I'm doing so far. So I feel like it can only go up from here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I want to talk about some of the matches that uh, you've recently been in. Uh, in that tag match versus Paddington 2, you and Ethan played just a powerhouse match, uh, making it all the way to sudden death. Now, in that final question, what was what was your reaction? What was going through your mind when Ethan answered his correctly and the match was technically won before uh, Alonzo could even answer? Had you realized at this point that you guys had won? What was kind of going through your head? Um, well, I was sitting next to him and I kind of saw that he wasn't writing anything. Like I saw all three of us wrote really fast and just kind of were sitting there waiting and he didn't write anything. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're going to win. He does not know this. Oh my gosh. So yeah, I think I knew once I kind of saw us write it really fast and him just hesitating for a while that we sealed it. Wow. Yeah. Cause that, that, that was intense. Just like as soon as, cause like Matt had gotten it wrong and then, and then uh, Ethan answered that question. I was like, they, they just took this match. Like I, I, it blew, it blew my mind. I was, I'm so, I was like jumping out of my seat when it happened. Everything. Yeah, and I thought I was gonna lose it for us because the question before the shoeless Joe question, I oh, like yeah. really, I didn't know. I was like, wait, oh my gosh, because like one of my best friends, he like loves baseball, and so they talk about base. Him and my other friend, they talk about baseball movies all the time, and I remember them saying something about shoeless Joe and. A field of dreams um and i was like is it field of dreams i don't know but that's that's like a big baseball movie so i'm just gonna say field of dreams like literally last minute <laughs> and so yeah i was freaking out that i would would have lost it for us on that one but then it just like oh my gosh okay i'm just gonna say field of dreams i don't know if it's right but <laughs> i have to write something and yeah <laughs> yeah i mean you never know what's gonna you know sometimes sometimes you get them wrong and even when you do i mean we've seen matches like the the Shire Wolves and, and and the Odd Couple, where you know you're you're way behind and you come back up, and, and you never know. Even if you you know like when with Clark when she did not very well in that that first rounder, and that yeah, match, they still won it. You know, so you yeah. never know what's gonna happen exactly. in the matches. Yeah. So you and Ethan seem to be gelling pretty well uh, as a team during, especially during that that match, uh, with a big win against Paddington too. What's next for the Time Machine? Um, well, we're going to probably hopefully be in this team tournament and uh, show what we can do. Uh, we definitely uh, fill each other's gaps really well. Like I 
remember before our match, we were uh, at a taping and we were sitting in the audience kind of playing along with another match. And he kind of turned to me and he was like, did you know that question? I was like, yeah. And then I asked him, well, did you know this one? And he was like, yeah. So like we both knew questions that the other didn't know. So we're like, okay, this is good. <laughs> this is going to go pretty good, I think. So I feel like we just kind of need to uh, maybe confer a little bit more when we uh, compete. Because, I mean, he knows his stuff and I trust yeah. him. But, yeah, I yeah. noticed he like kind of like... He just raised his hand. He was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, can, can I answer this one? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I think we can confer a little bit more just so we are more sure on things. But... Uh, yeah, I feel like we kind of fill each other's blank spots really well. And uh, if we get into this tournament, hopefully we can go pretty far. So now as a team, do you and Ethan and Jay kind of get together and do like study sessions at all? Is that something that, that you guys have done? Uh, we haven't quite done that yet because our schedules are crazy. Like that's yeah. the whole reason me and Ethan weren't a team in the first place after Anarchy yeah. because our schedules just couldn't uh, gel. But uh we call and we email and kind of talk things out. Like what slices are we going to pick? What slices will we pick for our opponents? Um, if we get, you know, opponent's choice or spinner's choice, if they get spinner's choice, what are we going to um, give them? You know, so we kind of talk about that stuff. We really talk about our knowledge bases and what our gaps are. So we know what to do. So yeah, we're just, we just kind of talk about strategy more at this point, since we're still kind of new, but down the line, I hope that we can, get into more like studying together and stuff like that yeah okay. and and speaking of you know spinner's choice and opponent's choice during your match <laughs> with, with with uh mike you you had or not with mike um during the, the collision you you were the the fourth one up <laughs> yeah and there had already been two people who'd gotten spinner's, spinner's choice, choice during that yeah. round so I was got what was going through your mind when you landed <laughs> on that spinner's choice slice? It was crazy. But then I was kind of like, well, what am I going to do? Stacy took my other slice. So what can I pick on here? Um, so I figured I would go with MCU because I knew MCU. And maybe my only competition would be Zipper. And I was kind of like in the mindset that, well, if I don't win, I do want Zipper to win because I love the dungeon. They're great. So... And Kaiser's ridiculously awesome. So if he, you know, gains control of the league, I wouldn't be too upset with that. But I really didn't want the other two to have control of the league. <laughs> so that was kind of my strategy. Just, okay, I do know MCU probably best after rom-coms that's on this wheel at this time. Um, I could have gone with Julia Roberts, but she's like not just ro romance movies and rom-coms. She's all kinds of movies. So I was like, um, I'm maybe yeah. I'll stay away from that. So I think that's what everyone thought I was going to pick. Uh, but yeah, yeah I, I think even Christian said that Yeah, uh, during it. He was like, she she probably wants Julia Roberts or, or, or comic book movies. I think yeah, because Stacey originally wanted rom-coms, but I think what had happened was I picked it first. So then that's when she picked Julia Roberts. So Julia Roberts was her original, was her pick because she couldn't get rom-coms. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, I thought, okay, well, if I do MCU, um, Zipper's going to really be my only true competition because I don't think Roka and McWeenie really know that well. Stacy, I don't think she knows MCU that well. And it worked out in my favor, so. <laughs> and uh, continuing with the collision, you know, going into round three, you were in the lead. Now, what was that like for you? You, you know, were you feeling the pressure? Uh, were you just kind of solely focused on answering your questions? Uh, as, as I said before, anything can happen in the showdown. 
Um, with so much going on and so many other people at the table, I was really just focused on what I was doing. And I was just really excited that I'm at the table with these great competitors and I'm in the lead. Like, what is happening right now? Um, but yeah, I think it just helped me that I just stayed focused on my questions and didn't really worry about what everyone else was doing, which is something I tend to do a lot, especially like in singles. Like when I'm not, when it's just one on one, I'm kind of like, yeah. like if I start to lose or whatever, I start just focusing on that and I don't really focus on what's the questions before me. So with this situation, um, I felt good throughout it that I was able to kind of just keep the focus on me. And during that match, you took Drew McWeeny, uh, someone that people say is probably one of the best players that we've ever seen, right to the final question, uh, something that not a lot of people get the chance to do, uh, which is definitely an impressive feat. And you wisely utilize all of your <laughs> JTE rules to uh, to try and pull that answer out, but unfortunately, yeah. we're not able to. Yeah, um, this this was a hell of a game for you, and it, in my opinion, it it really shows your true potential in this league. Um, and as I said in a recent episode of, of Talking Schmodown, where I covered the collision, uh, I believe you will do great things in the future of this league. So, uh, my next question is: with, with things like the singles and team tournaments coming up. Where do you want to see yourself uh, by the end of this year? Um, I would love to be a team's champion because I just love what uh, the potential of me and Ethan doing in this league. Um, and I don't know that I'll get to singles. I feel like I'm still just getting better and better. And I'm starting to do actually more uh, in-depth kind of study habits and things like that. Because most of what I did before was kind of just raw information that I had in my head or just kind of looking at things quickly but now I'm actually like really making a clear study plan so I don't think I'm there yet and I want to give myself that time to get really good um so I would love to get close to maybe like a number one contenders or even get to a number one contenders in singles but I really kind of now want to just focus really on teams because I think we can do some awesome stuff there yeah I, I definitely agree I think that would be I would I would love to see you guys make it make it all the way through that tournament. Yeah. Um, your match with Kalinowski uh, last week was a long time coming for you. Uh, as yeah. a fan, you said you know you watched him break up your favorite team, the Misfits, and and now you've gotten the chance to to face him one on one. What was that like for you? Um, it was a lot of pressure because even before that, I heard from a lot of other competitors and my friends, and like, oh my gosh, yeah, we want you to win so bad, and <laughs> so. Um, I wanted, the, the, and this was the match I wanted to win because, you know, I think I have this stigma from the fans and other people that, you know, well, she's only won against competitors that weren't that good. And so I really wanted to take this and kind of prove them all wrong that, you know, I can win no matter who I'm up against. Um, but I just think I let the pressure get to me and I just couldn't focus. And I had done a lot of other things that day. We filmed that team smash that day. We did the inside showdown that day. I had done a bunch oh, of wow. other scenes. I think I had done three promos and a cut scene. And so it was just a lot. And I just didn't feel good about anything I was doing. Like I felt like I was flubbing up too much and messing up my words and everything like cool and smart. And I had to say like, I just, it wasn't coming. And so I just felt like I wasn't, succeeding all throughout the day and all the little things I had to do that once I got to that match at the end of the day I was just kind of like oh, I feel like I'm just sucking at everything <laughs> and so after that round one I felt really good I was like okay you know I did my funny little white bread thing and um I 
I'm in the lead. So I think my chances are really good. And then once I got the dreaded spinners opponents round two situation, like it just kind of deflated me a little bit more. And for that all to happen in front of Dan, who, like I said, was the reason I even got into the schmodown. Uh, just, yeah, <laughs> not fun, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, like you said, you know, you had, you had a strong round one during that match, but yeah, after getting that exponent or that spinners, a spinning opponent's choice, and uh, uh, being given Tom Cruise, I mean, the tides really did turn there, unfortunately. Um, so after this experience, have you gone back at all and kind of began maybe focusing in on more Tom Cruise trivia? I have. Because, I mean, there's... I felt like I would have known Tom Cruise pretty well, but I think it was just second-guessing myself. Like, when um, I got the Rain Man question, I was like, this sounds like Rain Man, but... I- I could have sworn Rain Man came out in like the early 90s, not 80s. And then, yeah. of course, I didn't follow my instincts and went with something else. And sure enough, it was Rain Man. So I just had a lot of moments where I was second guessing myself. But definitely, yes, Cruz is on the list to really delve into um, for later matches. Yeah, I thought that same thing uh, about uh, the Little Mermaid question. Where uh, I, I was like, I didn't realize that it came out in 1989. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, I, I made a note about it when I was taking notes for this. I was like, 1989? What? Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I could have swore that was like just in the like early, 90s. early 90s. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So just second guessing myself. And Mike is an amazing competitor. And I just let it all kind of get to my head. And. Yeah, it happens, but you know. I'm, yeah, it's happened I'm, to the best of them, you know. I yeah, mean, yeah, we've seen sure. we've seen it happen to you know like John Roca. We've seen Christian Harloff have the worst match of his life before. You know, we've, we've yeah. seen it from a lot of great competitors. So it's definitely not something to to hang your head on. Uh, you know, you'll you'll bounce back. You'll be able to get back in there. I I have full full confidence in that. Um, so with the teams and the singles tournaments coming up. Obviously, you know, you're hoping to be in both. Do you do any sort of different type of training for each of these leagues? Um, I, I think it's kind of the same for me. Like, uh, if I can kind of talk to Ethan, I do. But if not, then it's kind of just the same. Like, I study for, for uh, teams as I do with singles. Especially since it's so new to me, I really have to just kind of uh, make sure I'm cognizant of the format changes with, with those two leagues. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's pretty much the same. Just have to kind of study a little bit of everything, I think. So, and how has uh, Jay been as as a manager and as you know, kind of prepping you for all these matches? How how has he been instrumental to uh, to what you've done so far in this league? Oh, he's always super supportive. Like he's always going to be manager of every year for me after how he stepped up in the very beginning, you know, three days out of the hospital and he came out to support me like ever since then, like I'm, he's always going to be my manager of the year. Um, But yeah, he's like, if I'm stressing, he knows how to just calm me down and keep me focused. You know, he will just look me in the eyes and tell me, just play the game. You love this game. You know how to do it. Just play the game. Like he knows what to say to me. Um, I can kind of be more silly when I'm with him. Like if I'm feeling really stiff and like comfortable with the cameras and I don't know what to say because I suck at talking. Like he knows how to kind of bring the fun out of me. Um, and yeah, he'll, he'll quiz me on questions like right before the match as we go out. Um, but yeah, considering I'm not in LA, I'm like a couple hours away. It's hard for me to really, you know, 
do study sessions and stuff like that. But anytime I need him to like pet me up or give me a little confidence boost, he's, he's right there. So, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a fantastic <laughs> manager and I, I love seeing him and his evolution has been, been kind of wild to watch as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's gone through some interesting phases in his career here too. So. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> so my, the final thing that I want to ask is if, if you could say one thing to you know, your upcoming future com- competitors, what would that be? Um, just don't underestimate me. Like I've been underestimated since the start and you can see obviously that I'm improving. I'm putting in the time I'm putting in the work. So, you know, don't sleep on me cause I will be ready for you. So <laughs> fantastic. So thank you again, Janine, for taking some time out to talk to me today. It was, it, it was a fantastic, uh, time that we've seen from you so far and i know that we're going to see some more uh, amazing things from you in the future thank you so much all right so uh, thank you again and uh, i'll talk to you later bye